Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. In the small hollow in North Carolina, there have been several Bigfoot sightings, skirting fields and meadows, and even attacking chickens at a local watering hole. Hunters may need to be on the lookout for something other than deer when they hit the woods this week. Up until Sunday night, he hadn't been spotted recently, but according to these pictures, the legendary Mothman is back. The number of UFO sightings is soaring tenfold over the past 25 years. Now, she's not talking about people. She is talking about ghosts. Hanging around with some say is a real-life haunted house. You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of the Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. You can join us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Mm -hmm. YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. We are a part of AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. Live video streaming can be seen on Facebook at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio and periscope.tv. To contact us, email paratalkradiohost at gmail.com or search on the web for Paratalk Radio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Productions in Ontario, New York, engineered by John Winter. We are Rochester, New York's only paranormal talk radio show. The topics, views, and opinions expressed on our show may not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Paratalk Radio, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language on our show may not be suitable for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So, we're having some technical difficulties. Not like you guys don't know we've had this happen before. You are. I'm not. (laughs) I literally can't find our live link to the show I've had. Thank you, Robert. Um, I know he sent me a link, and I'm still trying to find it without using the link because I have other um, fans that are looking for it, and they're, they're telling me they can't find it either. So I need to be able to look for it besides just, seeing the link yeah yeah we're going to try and figure that out as we go here we know we're running late but um i think we already have our first caller on the line chip are you on the line um i hope i am yay we have a live audience for you tonight chip yay i like that Uh, Just so you know we have a little bit of a delay from our system to you from and then from you to us, okay? I'm sure you're you're used to it, though. Yes. So I I just want to tell you something because everybody that's listening already knows this is I've been fangirling about this night since we booked you. I love you. <laughs> that's not creepy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I loved Paranormal State, and that's the first place I saw you. Can we just say stalker, folks? Stalker. <laughs> stalker. So when, when, when Ted told me he booked you, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm, 
I'm fangirling. <laughs> well, you know, you uh, we'll, we'll we'll get past that real quick. By the time by the time I, uh, this show is over with, you'll go. Who is that guy? <laughs> Did I lose you? No, no. I'm I'm not able to hear you. Chip. I'm having trouble because you guys are going away on me. Oh no. Oh no. Can you hear us now? I can now. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we are literally live at the Fox Sisters' house, where it was originally built in Hydesville, New York, which is now Newark, New York. Um, so I thought that was really super cool that we'll be doing that tonight. I think that's great. Yeah. We have lots of good mojo going here. That's what I'd like to think. I'm losing you again. Oh. Um. Is it that? Are you on a landline? I am on a landline. So it would be our side. Most likely. Um, yeah, we've been having I a little... I can hear you now. You guys are good for me now. Yay! <laughs> okay. Yay. So we've been having a little bit of technical difficulties tonight. Yeah, that's what I heard. I'm so sorry about that. Yes, me too, because this I've been looking forward to for so long. <laughs> I hear ya. So, tell us, because we know you did Paranormal State, and then, of course, I loved you doing Psychic Kids. I thought it was phenomenal. Thank you. Um, what, are you doing? what are you doing these days? I'm doing a lot of event work, and, of course, as always, doing my private readings for my private clients. And I've got a busy late summer and early fall and into, well, actually into late fall of doing event work. One of the things that I did um, a couple of months ago, I was very fortunate to be able to do an episode of Expedition Unknown with Josh Gates out in California. And that's going to air sometime around the end of the year. And I'm traveling at the end of this week to California to do a couple of um, TV projects, another one with Josh, and um, also filming for a potential new series that, who knows, may or may not take off. We'll see. Um, but, you know, staying busy. And, and, you know, as with anybody that's in this crazy industry, you know, trying to keep my head above water and, um, and, and be accessible and available to my fan base. So I think that's, I think that's, pretty much the, the the long and short of what's been going on in the world of chip coffee lately. <laughs> I love it. Sounds like a lot actually. Yeah. I mean live events are tough. Yes they are. They and are very tough. We do we do Paratalk Radio on the road and we go to different destinations. It's very tough, you know, to figure out whether you're gonna have internet or whether it's gonna work for you or not. We're actually outside because it's beautiful out um, mm-hmm. and trying this. And I figured the Internet would be fine and everything else, and now we're experiencing little difficulties here and there, but we hope everybody can hear the show all right. Um, the link for Paratalk for Facebook is up now so that you guys can actually see that um, as well. Um, 
should be good to go. I'm not finding it. So, so. Chip, I, I, when I was doing the research on you, I found out that you were actually from born in Elmira, mm-hmm. New York. I was, I was absolutely born in Elmira, New York. You know, my parents are both Southern, but my dad's sister during the Second World War married a guy that was from Elmira. My parents went to visit, liked the area, and stayed there for a while, and that happened to be where they were when my mom gave birth to me. So in my lifetime, I've lived in Elmira a, a few times. I lived there for part of elementary school and part of, of junior high school and uh-huh. went back for my college years and was back um, for two years, a little over two years. And the last time I, was, I lived in Elmira was in the early 1980s. So I've been living in Atlanta for over 30 years. But I enjoy going back to Elmira. I'll go back to my college reunions and go back and visit friends that are still living there. And it's always a, a fun trip when I get to come back to New York. And I'm coming actually, I'm coming back for an event in upstate New York. Um, let me just look and see what the date of that is. Hold on for me just one minute as I flip open my calendar. I'm actually coming for an event in Syracuse on September 22nd. What? Well, we know we know what's happening that night because actually we're going to be there. Paratalk Radio is going oh, to be there. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's the Sarah Paracon. That's right. Right, we're going to be there. Because I told Ted I was going to stalk you. <laughs> uh-oh, so you'll get to see us in person. Cause... Security. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you'll get to meet us in person because we will be uh, at the same I event with you. I'm so excited. Yes, we are. I'm looking forward to coming to this event. It's been a while since I've been to that area of New York. And, um, you know, I have friends that live in Buffalo, and I'll get to to Buffalo and also to New York City and the Hudson Valley every now and then because I know a lot of people in those areas. But this is my first trip to Syracuse, and, gosh, I think probably the last time I was in the Syracuse area was when I filmed the Paranormal State episodes of Devil in Syracuse. Ah. So, so that's been quite a while ago. Yeah. It's time that you're back up here then. It is time that I get back to that area of New York. <laughs> I'm so excited to that because I'm glad that he reminded me. I forgot all about that, that we were going to be there and we're going to see you. I hope it's going to be a really fun event. I've never been to this place where they're telling me it's the – Barnes Hiscock Mansion, and I'm looking very, very much forward to actually visiting this place and seeing what kind of, you know, what kind of vibes I get from it. Yeah, I'm. I love locations where we actually have um, activity going on. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah. So I have a question. What? How? How do you handle when people? Um, because we know there's a lot of people that are very skeptical of psychic abilities, of mediumship. What do you say to them when you're getting negative feedback? You know, I don't let anybody tell me what I should or shouldn't believe, and I don't try to convince or convert anybody to my beliefs. It's not my job. You know, if if, if you believe it, that's fine. If you don't, just don't be a jerk about stuff. Just don't be an ass. That's all I ask of somebody. You know, you can you cannot believe in what I do or what others in the paranormal or spiritual arena do, but just 
don't be don't be an aggressive jerk about it. And I try to ignore those people, but beyond a point, I have no problem with telling those people just to piss off. You know, and if you're going to be if you're going to be nasty and aggressive about stuff, then, you know, stay in your own lane and leave the rest of us alone because then you're being an asshole. Right. And that's Let's the hold truth. nothing back, Chip. Well, <laughs> Let's hold nothing back I don't here, have, Chip. At, you're at good. my age, I don't have much of a filter anymore. That's okay. I, so I am with you, Chip. I mean, I, I, I tell people, you know what? If you don't believe, that's fine. You don't have to. Um, but I don't. It, 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 I don't need you to give me um, negative things, nasty things. Um, I like that you said stay in your own lane because that's exactly how I feel. Well, and it's a matter of it's a matter of of in this in this environment that we live in today. There are too many people telling us what we can and we cannot believe. If you don't believe what I believe, then you're wrong and you're bad and blah blah blah. You know. Quite honestly, those are the type of people that I try to avoid like the plague. Um, If you don't like what somebody else is doing, and they're not doing anything that's harmful to somebody else, then mind your own damn business. And like I said, Mm -hmm. stay in your own lane. And, you know, have I been hit by skeptics? And, And the problem with the word skeptic is a lot of the times the people who identify as skeptics are these rabid disbelievers who are so aggressive and so confrontational that that they try to be disruptive of anybody who has a different belief system than theirs. And, you know, they become no different than the Westboro Baptist Church. They become, they become kind of like, you know, paranormal terrorists or, or skeptical terrorists or whatever. So, you know, if you're going to be that kind of aggressive, nasty individual, then – you know, I'm either going to do one of two things. I'm going to ignore you, or again, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to come right back at you and tell you what I think. And well, I think that's appropriate, to be on. honest. I think, I think the way it is today with people, um, and, and I'm not going to blame newer generation, older generation, because we know it stems back to every generation, um, mm-hmm. that you are raised a certain way. Um, if you were raised in the Bible Belt, um, it, it, it's okay for you to spout out what you want to spout out towards people, especially if you didn't believe in their beliefs. And uh, sometimes it can be really cruel and it can be really nasty, and sometimes it can get physical. Um, I know that, like up in New York, when we say what's on our mind, pretty much when it comes to New York, they know that New Yorkers say what's on their mind. And if, you, if, you, <laughs> um, if you're not used to that, um, it can be tough on you, I guess, in some case. But... I think we've come to the age where um, we need to start um, being ourselves, not letting anybody hold us back in any way, shape, or form. And if that means that we, we let our mouths run a little bit to protect ourselves, to get a point across, then so be it. I think that's the way it has to be. Sometimes people need that, though. Sometimes well, they need matter, to be And it becomes really a matter of respect. If I'm not doing anything that harms anybody, and, you know, I've been called, like, an emotional vampire and stuff like that. You know what? Here's the deal. I have a service that I provide. That, that service is available to the public. I'm not an ambulance chaser. I don't go out. I, do I advertise? Yes. Do I work social media? Yes. Do I try to foster a dependence on me through my clients? No. I don't have an email base. We don't call former clients. We don't reach out to former clients. 
you know, we just don't do that. If someone wants to avail themselves of my services, I'm available for it. And so, you know, it's, I, it's just like a doctor or a lawyer or a hair cutter or a mechanic. I have a service that I provide, and those people who feel like they have a need for my services avail themselves of my services. It really is as simple as that. And anyone who can't understand that is a freaking idiot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've had people, because I do what you do, I've had people that say, I don't think it's right that you charge. And I said, well, uh, do you have somebody that comes into your home and does carpenter work? And they said, yeah. I said, well, they get paid for their work, right? They, they do physical work, or, and, but it's also mentally draining to them as well. I said, but you pay them, right? And they said, yes. I said, well, what I do, I provide a service as well, and I think it's right because I'm expending energy, I'm expending mental use, and what you don't see is the next couple of days I may be down and not have that energy back the way it was when you first got that reading. So I always just tell them, look, I am giving you a service just like a carpenter, just like your mason, just like anybody else that, that provides work for you. And some, some people will come at you, oh, you shouldn't take money for a God-given talent. Excuse me. But a singer, an actor, somebody that's really good at cutting hair, uh, you, you can count on just about any skill set as a God-given talent. I mean, some people study for things, of course. I mean, I've studied. Many of us have studied. But the deal is, you know, again, stay in your own lane. I'm doing something that's (laughs) provided. Like you said, I'm providing a service. And if you don't want to think of paying me for my talents or my skill set or my abilities, then think of of the fact that you're paying me for my time, my time and my energy. And if there's nothing more than that, just it's like mind your own damned business, you know, whether I get paid for something or not. I don't have a spouse. I don't have a, a, a parents or a, 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 you know, a trust fund or anything else. I rely on my business to pay my bills. And, you know, I've developed a couple of really unique habits, not necessarily unique, but a couple of interesting habits that I don't want to give up. And you know what those habits are? Living indoors and eating. And by providing readings and doing events and the things that I do – with respect to my brand and who Chip Coffee is, that's the way that I provide for myself. And anybody that's got a problem with that can totally 100% kiss my butt. Thank you. There, our audience is agreeing. They're saying, yay. I don't know if you can hear them. But I agree with that completely. And I love your um, – I, I want to just say it. I love your fuck you attitude, to be honest. Well, and quite honest, that's the kind of, you know, I, I, I would have to say that to some degree, when it comes to some people who try to insinuate themselves in my business, that does become my attitude. It's like, who, the, who do you really think you are? Because, you know, you're butting your yeah. nose into my business, and, and whatever I do, as long as I'm doing it legally and I'm not harming anybody else, nobody else's business. So, quite honestly, stay in your own lane, MYOB, mm-hmm. mind your own business, and STFU, shut the F up. <laughs> you got you got hoots and hollers on that one, too, my friend. Good. Good. It's the truth, though. I mean, we, 
Um, in this in this profession, unfortunately, we have a lot of people, and they'll try and trick us. Even I've had people try and trick me into giving them a reading, and it wasn't even them. Like they made up stuff for me to try and trick them into. Okay, that. here's the deal. I've had that too, but here's the deal. If you come with me with a made-up story or with intent, I may be picking up on the energy of the story that you created because you've created this thing, and that, and anytime you fabricate something, that is creating energy. And if you come at me with a false statement, chances are I can be picking up on the energy of your lie. And if someone's going to come at you with a lie and expect you to be able to give them accurate information, they've already clouded the channel. They've already, they've already thrown up a roadblock and screwed up the connection. So, you know, yeah. don't, don't expect me. If you're coming to me with your intention is to, is to try to hoodwink me or to, to, to F with me, then chances are I, I, I'm one of two things. If I know you're doing it, I might play along and just F with you right back. I've done that before. Yeah. I've known that people were trying to screw with me, and I would screw right back with them. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm, I, I may either give you what, what, I, what I'm getting if I know that you're doing it, and if not, if, if for some reason I don't detect that, then the energy of, of you coming to me with falsehood is already messing things up. Absolutely. And so, so the funny part was, is I was picking up something completely different than what they were telling me. They're, and they kept trying to say, quote unquote, in character. But the people that really had crossed over <laughs> were coming through. So he couldn't be skeptical anymore. <laughs> well, you know, you and keep- if someone's, if someone's going to go to those lengths to try yeah. to disprove something, you know, mm-hmm. I always tell people this: if you want, you know, if you want to have a pissing contest with me, you better come with a full bladder. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'll hold mine and I'll come with it too. Are you cold? I, so I, I, Chip, what I did is I took one of our giveaway T-shirts and I kind of put it over me because I'm freezing right now. <laughs> so oh my goodness! Sweating. It's 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 really hot out here, but because I was sweating earlier and the fan is on me, now I'm freezing. Uh-oh. I did bring a sweat in my car though. <laughs> well, I, I have a question since you were you know covering for me in certain areas. What was that all about? Oh yeah, there's John, a John just put another <laughs> fan on me. <laughs> um, I was like, why did my legs get cold so fast? <laughs> so, um, when you were with. Uh, paranormal state and then you went on to psychic kids uh, how much was there like a, a lapse of what year or something like that i think right between the two shows or was it a little no, longer actually, than I that was film, actually i was filming both of them sometimes at the same time oh, oh okay okay yeah. well i found some of those shows i i'm going to say this that i prefer the psychic kids over paranormal state believe it or not i, and love both. I really and i i really like paranormal kids and what I you did, did to help those kids was amazing. amazing. I think that uh, you were a good role model for them. And um, I liked the, your techniques and getting mm-hmm. them to actually tell you um, and just Absolutely. verifying what, you know, they were going through. And 
how interesting is it that some of those kids could see and feel things that you couldn't? I mean, that had to be a trick. Well, and you know, that's very, that's that's that again is part of the way this system works, the way that things work in the paranormal arena. There are no, there are very few, if any, absolutes. You know, we don't know what we don't know, and and different people have different channels that they and and that's probably the best word I can think of is channels of picking things yep. up. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not always going to get the same thing that somebody else is going to get, even though we're kind of, quote, unquote, fishing in the same pond for information. I, I may get right. something that somebody else doesn't get and vice versa. So, you know, Psychic Kids for me was a true labor of love. I'm very proud of the work that we did. And, you know, I, I a, lot of people, a lot of people still talk about I that show, even though, even though it's been out of production for a number of years. But a lot of people still talk about that show, compliment that show, wish the show was coming back on. And like I said, I'm very yeah. proud of the work that we did. And, you know, I, 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 I have very fond memories of the time that I spent doing that show. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, some of those kids were very, very talented you know, kids. I mean, they, they um, I think there was a couple, like a couple of the episodes, I believe, there was a, you Somebody took them out with some of the cases that haven't been solved. Yeah. And right, um, right. those are cool. I, I thought that was awesome. And now, do you, have you stayed in touch with some of those kids? I mean, have, do you still talk with them? You know, there were, there were like between 50 and 60 kids that we worked with. And I will have to say that I don't stay in touch with all of them because even the little ones now, when you think back, we did those shows in 2008, 2009, and 2010. So you think that's eight years ago. So the ones that were eight, eight and nine years old at that time, you know, they're teenagers crowding 20 years old now. And some of the teen kids right. are, you know, there's a, there are two or three of the, the kids that were on the show, the older kids, that are now, you know, parents themselves. I know of at least three or four of the kids that have children of their own now. So, you know, right. I have stayed in touch with some of the kids. I actually, not long ago, had a little mini reunion with a couple of the kids that were, were part of the show. And, you know, those two girls that, that, that were with me in Nashville for the reunion, they, they're both doing extremely well. Their lives are, are pretty much, you know, happy and settled, and they still get stuff every now and then. And, you know, I'm, I'm really proud to say that, for the most part, not every kid that I, I know about has, has – has thrived as a maybe not maybe that's the wrong word some have thrived more than others but you know mm-hmm. the vast majority of the kids that i know about are doing quite well that's awesome that's so i have that, to say yeah that, that is, that's very cool though so my daughter is also gifted but she did not like if you went up and talked to her when she was eight years old, she went around a room when we were doing seance and literally gave everybody in the seance a message. And after that, she would not tell anybody like I, if I told people and she was there that her gifts were the same as mine, she would tell people, no, no, no. And I just loved having psychic kids to be able to watch with her, to show her Jessica, it's okay to to believe and understand that you have gifts. And she shut it off 
shut it off, quote unquote, for a long while. And she's been trying to get back into it and, mm-hmm. and really, and she's amazed how quickly she could. Well, most people, and she's in her twenties now. But there's a lot of people that have the gift and they just chalk an office you know, a coincidence or, I mean, no, she's only or 10. something else. And, <laughs> um, you know, and, and we know there are people with a yeah. gift. And it seems like the, the more time progresses, mm-hmm. the more people are seeing what they have. You know what I mean? Right. It's yes, we are, we are open to it more, but I think there's more people born with a gift now today than there was, say, 50 to 100 years ago. Well, I believe that everybody is psychic. It does not necessarily mean that you're going to have gifts like I do or like Chip does, but I believe that everybody is psychic on some level. I do too. Whether it's just I absolutely do. I believe that yeah. I believe that that just like any other skill, there are various levels of ability. You know, some people are very right. have have very distinct abilities and some people have some and some people seem to have little or none. And, you know, it's just like anything else. I can't play a piano, but there are concert pianists who are are excellent at what they do. So with regard to it being a skill or or an ability, it's the same thing. There there are varying levels of that skill set and ability. So, you know, would you mind mind telling us? Right. Would you mind breaking down or telling us what your ability is? I mean, or what, what, what you're able to do? I really wish I knew the answer to that. Um, you know, I think I think the simple answer to that is I am precognitive, and that means that I, okay. you know, I have a good sense of things. I'm an empath, so I feel things. I just know things about as far as the psychic part. I know things about people, places, and things. I don't think my strongest right. skill set is animal communication. There are much better animal communicators. There are people that are better at forensic and, and investigative work than I am, you know, I can do it, but I don't think that's my strongest, you know, that's the strongest thing in my wheelhouse. You know, I don't see auras and colors most of the time. I see sometimes energy fields around people that kind of look like, you know, you know that, you know, when you're driving down a road and, and you see that little ripple of heat in the distance, that little shimmer in the distance, I see that kind of energy field around people sometimes. So, you know, there are things that, like that that I'm not really as skilled at as others. But it's knowing things about people, places, and things, and then I talk to dead people. Those are the two strongest things that I can tell you that I think are in my wheelhouse. I still think that that is the best line in the world. I talk to dead people. <laughs> I, I love that. And, you know, you know, it still sounds, even coming out of my mouth, guys, it still <laughs> sounds kind of crazy to say that. And people ask, how does it work? And I don't know how it works. I don't know how it happens. I have no idea Mm -hmm. what the process is. I just know that I I, I know things, again, about dead people. I'm I'm able to deliver information that logically, pragmatically, there's no way that I should know. So, So you know, again, I, 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 I... I've been asked so many times, how do you do that? And the answer that I have to give is, I don't have a clue how I do it. None whatsoever. So I did, I, if people ask me, I would say the same exact thing because I just did it. I just, I never had training. I've never been trained. I just did it. I had a medium that told me what my gifts were. And since she told me that in 1997, I just do it. 
it wasn't until I watched John Edward on Crossing Over and he said something and it made so much sense to me. He said, in order for me to do what I do, I have to raise my energy and spirit has to lower their energy because they work on a much higher vibration. Humans have such low vibration that we have to meet in the middle. And that made so much sense to me. And then I could actually explain it to people. That's the only way I could understand it in a way that I could process to make sense to me. And I don't even know, you know, I don't even know that I've thought about it to that degree. And I, and I appreciate the fact that you have, but to me, it's just a matter of, it's just a matter of, I, I, I focus my energy and mm-hmm. I, it's like, it's like somehow metaphorically I flip a switch and now I'm in, and now I'm in work mode. You know, I, people yeah. ask me, can you turn it on and off? Of course I can. And, and, and I'm grateful for that. Because I don't want to be psychic medium chip coffee 24 hours a day. That would be so intrusive into my life here in the third dimension. That would, that would suck. And the reality is, you know, I live my life in the third dimension, you know, doing the things that I enjoy and hang out with friends and traveling and going to events and watching TV and doing laundry and, you know, cutting the grass and all those things that we, we have to do because we're living life. But then when it's time to go to work, it's kind of like metaphorically, I clock in, or now I'm in work mode, or I flip the switch, or whatever, and now I'm working. So, you know, that's, that for me is kind of like how I separate, you know, just being chip coffee with being psychic and medium chip coffee. Is, is, it's, it's a matter of me of just quieting myself down and focusing. That's the way that I do it. That's awesome. So I, I, and the way before I heard about the John Edward, people would say, well, how do you do it? I say exactly what you did, which is focus. I said, but thank goodness I have ADD because my family was loud when I was younger. I had to, if I wanted to watch TV with all this chaos going around me, I literally had to focus on the TV. They were screaming my name to get my attention a lot of times. So I learned how to hyper-focus, and so that's exactly what I tell people. I said, I well, it's funny because that you say ADHD? that because I tell people that I have psychic ADHD. It's funny that we <laughs> use the same sort of term. I tell people I have psychic ADHD, I and do. one of the things it's, it's that thing. I, you know, for me, it's a matter of when I'm doing a group gallery reading, I tell people, please don't have side conversations, don't sit and and and. Look at your phone to send a text or, or whatever, whatever. Please be respectful and, and sit as quietly and, uh, and unobtrusively as you possibly can because I am so hyper-focused on what I'm doing that I, you know, the slightest interruption of what's going to happen with, with, this, with this real, you know, delicate, tenuous connection that I'm making sometimes you know, don't mess me up here. Work with me. We're, you know, if you want to, if you want to get good results and a and a good reading, then be respectful and let's all focus. As I, I, I try to get my 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 audience, my clients, whatever, to be as focused as I am and 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 hone in on the process. Yeah, absolutely. I'm wondering now, and now now because you both have said it, so now I'm sitting back here because. Um, we know that I like to just shut it off and don't mm-hmm. acknowledge anything. Right. And I also have ADD. So it, 
is that something that maybe psychics have or mediums have? Is this so maybe maybe there's a mass majority that have ADD and you know look there goes a ghost or a spirit of a squirrel or you know. <laughs> well, so the, so the funny part is is that's one of the things that is like my little theory that I totally believe that ADD, ADHDers, autistic children or adults that they are more open to the fact of mediumship and psychic work. It's just part of the things that I have picked up on. Mm, that's, and that's I think cool it's people that are very much in touch with themselves emotionally. And a lot of times people that have had, you know, I find that a lot of people that are psychics and mediums have had some sort of difficulties and things that they've had to overcome in their lifetime. You know, it's, it, life has not necessarily yeah. been easy all the way along the way. And I think that that makes us very much empathic. It makes us in touch with our, our, ourselves and our feelings. And therefore, you know, with being that in touch with things and feeling things on that intense level, I find that a lot of people who do what I do what other, and others like me, so to speak, do, I, I find that that's a real common thread. Uh. Yeah. I agree. What are you guys doing behind me? <laughs> I have these two. I, I am between these two gentlemen, and I... She called us gentlemen. Well, they're not gentlemen today. No. They're no naughty, naughty boys. Well, I was going to say that I think we should ask our live audience if any of them have a question for Chip. Does anybody have a question? All right. Oh, so... yes, I do have one, actually. Um, Jeff Crotch says, does Chip ever visit Lilydale? So, Chip, do you ever visit Lilydale? I'm, we'll get to you guys, too. I, not that I can see you guys anymore. I can, but that was rude. I'm sorry. I did, I, I did visit thinking... Lilydale. I, I did visit Lilydale. It's probably been eight or ten years ago. It was only for part of an afternoon. Stayed overnight and stayed in the Maplewood. Is that the name of the, of the hotel? Maple something. And stayed there in that, mm. on the, in that property and then visited for a while the next day and then went on. I was headed from Elmira through Jamestown and on up to Buffalo to visit some friends in Buffalo. So um, I did get a chance to spend part of one day overnight and then part of a morning in Lilydale before I took off and left again. That's awesome. Well, well hopefully we can get you back to Lilydale one of these days. I had okay, a good time so, while I was yeah. All right, so who had a question over here? Uh, Tracy, right? What was your question? Can you come up here a little bit so that we can hear you? I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry. What age did you start realizing that you were you had you had these abilities, uh, Chip? That was what Tracy was just asking. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I have to divide it out between the psychic and the mediumship. I've always been psychic. It's, even as a toddler, I knew things about people, places, and things. I knew sometimes when the phone was going to ring, who would be calling on the phone when I was a toddler, even, even before I, I have conscious memory of those things happening. And then life sort of progressed, and again, I would know things about people and about places and about things. I lived in a haunted house in Elmira when I was, from the time I was 10 to almost 14, you know, I've always sort of been surrounded by the, the spiritual or the paranormal. And really, the mediumship stuff didn't kick in until 2001. 
you know, I, I didn't have two-way communication with the dead until that point. I mean, I had interactions with dead people. And other than the fact that, you know, in 1986, when my dad died, and I don't really count this because it was personal and it was my dad, I had a very brief communication with my dad shortly after he died. But with other people, that really didn't kick in, so to speak, until 2001. So always been psychic. Since 2001, I've, I've, I've had the ability that I might have had it before, but I just didn't know I had it. But the ability sort of manifested itself to communicate with the dead. That's awesome. Oh, Logan, thank you so much. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Somebody brought you a jacket. Yes, I'm so happy. Okay, so uh, next question. Diane, I'm not going to be able to hear you from over there, honey. You're going to have to get up. Oh, okay. Well, scream it out. Do you stay in touch with Ryan from Paranormal State? I do not. He does not. And I, Any and other we questions? Probably should, and we, I do not, and we probably should leave it at that. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, Charlene. Here, we got a witch coming to ask you a question there, uh, Chipper. Oh, uh, she's coming on a broom. Hopefully. <laughs> no, but she's got the most beautiful hair. I'm colorblind, but it's either purple or blue. It's both. It's it's rainbow purple. Oh, it's both. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, isn't it pretty? Yeah. Okay, so what yeah. what's your what's your question? Okay. Here, here, do do come here. Just do this. So since you've been able to communicate with the paranormal since you were young, what out of anything has ever scared you and how mm. did you overcome it? You know, I don't I don't know that I like the word scared. I, I, I'm cautious, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm not going to put myself in any sort of jeopardy if I can prevent that from happening. And I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to go in if there's a place that's got, you know, negative history or even, you know, supposed to be crazy haunted. I don't know that I'm going to want to go there and spend the night by myself and try to sleep, um, which is why I travel with my assistant Greta most of the time. So, if something if something's going to come and try to grab me, I'm going to shove her and say, take her first. So I think that's fair. I think that's it, fair. It is um, fair. I, I do, think too. That's fair. I I'll do run too. For, I'll run, you take her, I'll run for help. Um, but, you know, I don't know that I get, I don't know that I get scared necessarily to the fact. Scared to me is like I'm going to run away and not get, I'm not, not come back. I, I, I might not go into some place if I feel uncomfortable with doing so. But, you know, have I ever been – I can get startled or rattled or unnerved, but, you know, mm-hmm. terrified or scared, I try to overcome that because I, I have such a close relationship with my higher power, which I refer to as God, and I have a strong belief system despite the fact that I have a frequently foul mouth. And, and you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not without my, my faults, but the deal is – have such a strong faith-based belief system, and I abide by that. So I don't live my life in fear. I just I don't. Right. I don't. Right. Well, you know, when you said that um, about taking your partner there first, <laughs> all I could think of, and some of you know about the Virgin House that's sitting here and, and online, 
um, when we first investigated there, um, we were told there was a black bear on the property, and it frequently would come <laughs> out when you know. So we're so here I am with all these very athletic cops and people walking through the property, and I'm the only fat dumpy guy, right? <laughs> So, You're so they all so we hear a noise and they all take off running. I'm like, oh yeah, let the fat guy take it for you. I'll lay down, let him eat me, so you guys can get in the car and get away. There you go. I did my good deed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're the donut. I'm the donut. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, That's come on, crazy. it's time to eat them anyways, because I'm like a thank, like a full five course dinner, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Well, we have about four minutes left. All right. So, does anybody else hear? What, you got another I question? Have, yep. I have one from, they wanted to know, basically, if you are able to do readings from afar, rather, or do you have to have them right in the same room with you? I do all my private readings by phone. So, yes, go on chipcoffee.com. That's the best place to Perfect. find just about anything you want to know about me, C-H-I-P-C-O-F-F-E-Y.com. <laughs> It'll take you to my Twitter page. It'll take you to my Instagram. It'll take you to my Facebook page. Click on the private readings page, and it'll give you all the information you need to know about setting up a private reading. Click on the the uh, events and appearances pages uh, page. It will give you information about where you can see me live and in person. Um, so, yeah, chipcoffee.com is probably the, the best launching pad to find out stuff about me. Awesome. And that was that was my next question is yeah. do you have what is your social media that you want us to yeah, share Yeah definitely definitely Yeah I wish we had you longer know, it, that I we pretty could much have, I pretty much have branded myself Chip Coffee everywhere it's Chip Coffee Psychic and Medium on Facebook Chip Coffee on Twitter and Chip Coffee on Instagram So yeah I got pretty it. much I I've branded it. my Yeah I'm sorry Chip to cut you but I got to ask how many people joke with you about the last name Coffee it's been a lifelong thing. It's been a lifelong thing. You know, people ask me, Chip Coffee, you know, is, is that a stage name? Well, Chip is a nickname. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my given name. But, you know, Chip right, Coffee right. is actually my real name. And I don't drink C-O-F-F-E-E, which is not the spelling of my name. But I don't drink coffee. I'm a Coca-Cola-aholic. And, you know, <laughs> I – but my, I, I, you know, my name is pretty memorable. I, you know, I, I used to not right. like my name, yeah. but I think it, I think it's pretty memorable. And you know, well, I, you I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, you think about it, it's a, it's a household name, coffee. You think, you know, chip coffee. Mm-hmm. You know, it is. It's a well, household and I name. And I use that. You know, coffee talk is the name of my my gallery readings that I do. You know. <laughs> And, yeah. you know, I think it's, I think it's, you know, I think there's ways to use that name and have fun with it. Yeah, exactly. We had a, we had a local radio show um, host. He was a country, um, on our country station here in Rochester. And his last his name, name was, was Coffee. His name was Coffee. And he actually, he actually believed in what we did. He, he was in, um, we have a local shop in Rochester called Psychic time, yep. and Bill Coffee was in there all the time. Yeah. He was he was a regular. And Such a shameless plug for the night. It, he's he's passed away now, but I know he's on the other side and yeah. he's helping us along. He yeah. was a great guy, and 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 he lived, they call it. And since he's passed, they still call it Coffee in the Morning. That's awesome. Yeah. That well, totally you know what's really awesome. interesting so is I, this. I I used to think that my name was very uncommon, but I find out that it's not as uncommon as I once thought it was. So, you know, there's right. a lot of people with coffee with E-E or E-Y, 
and some right. people yeah. spell it C-O-F-F-I-E. So, you know, it's not really that uncommon na- a name, and it's very Irish. My ancestors were from County Cork in Ireland, so it's not that uncommon <laughs> that I found. Oh. All right. Well, um, I'm looking forward to your your new show. I can't wait for it to come up at the end of this this right. year. I'm pretty excited about it. Right. I, I, and just well, please let us know. I mean, sure, we'll we'll share it when we see it on your Twitter page and stuff. We'll make sure that we uh, share all your social media when we see it come. And um, Chip, it's been awesome having you here you with so us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for well, joining thank us. Thank you so and much. I look, I look forward, forward to seeing you guys. It's a little over a month away before Syracon, so I look forward to seeing you guys in person in Syracuse. I'm so excited. So everybody want to say thank you to Chip. Everybody want to say yay. 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 Thank you, guys. It's been fun. I appreciate it. All right, Chip. Chip. Thank you for taking the time out to join us. uh, My pleasure. You guys have fun and have a good night. You too, Chip. Thank you. Bye-bye, guys. We're going to take a Bye-bye, Chip. All right, we're going to take a real quick commercial, and then we're going to be right back with guess who? Grant Wilson! Grant Wilson! Woo! <laughs> All right, everybody, hold tight. We'll be right back. <laughs> Digital Ink Art is a local company that specializes in screen printing, heat transfers, logos, vehicle graphics, and stickers. They are located in Albion, New York, between Rochester and Buffalo, and they make it real easy for anyone to get their brand printed. The website, digitalinkarts.com, is undergoing a new look, but you can still contact them on Facebook or by calling 585-200-2400. So don't forget, digitalinkarts.com. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has captivated you with their true reports of the strange and unknown. But things just got better. Join host Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central for Fate Radio. We bring you the best interviews, stories, and most of all, bring these true reports of the strange and unknown to life. Fate Radio with Todd Bates Sunday Back night, five. 6, 5 central at FateMagRadio.com. Go. All right, everybody. Hi. What an awesome show tonight. What do you guys think? Yeah? Everybody having a good time? Woo. That is awesome. So um, I believe Mr. Grant Wilson's on the phone. Are you there, Grant? Oh, wow. Yes, hello. <laughs> I was actually there. Sounds like a great crowd. Hi, everybody. We wish you were actually here, too. No, no, no. Yes, we do. Yes, we, we do. We would have to have security. I'm pretty sure of I'd that. be security. <laughs> I'll be your security, Grant. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. So we actually, uh, Grant, we are actually at the Fox Sisters, um, the original Fox Sisters, where the house was built, where they lived um, and uh, in New York actually in Hydesville, New York, which is now called Newark, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. it's the mother of spirituality where it all started up in here. And uh, it's just an awesome place to be. It's our first time being here. And we decided, you know what, what better to do a live show at such a, a great location and bring a live audience for you. And we just had Chip on the show, Chip Coffee. So I think it's a wonderful thing to have a live audience for you guys. It's brilliant. Thank you so much, and thanks, everyone, for actually coming out. That's awesome. <laughs> yes, thank you. Come on, you guys, make some noise for Grant. Make some noise. <laughs> <laughs> How many people you got so there? Just, 
I don't know. I can't see. It's I, dark. We're I, outside, actually. We're literally outside. And I was freezing because <laughs> we have fans. <laughs> it, was like it was 90, so hot. It was 91 <laughs> when we got here, and now it's probably 70s, I think. I was sweating, and then we have fans blowing on us, so I'm freezing. Yeah, I literally have yeah. cold hands. Yes, you do. <laughs> All right, so okay, I have we, we, have, we have a ton of questions, too, but you go yes. ahead and, and... I have been fangirling about you for so long. No, Grant. And I was devastated. I was literally in tears the last episode that you were on the show and then after when it was post grand don't you cry i literally was like <laughs> grant would have wouldn't have done that nope 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 Whoa. this wouldn't have happened if grant was here <laughs> <laughs> well, i gotta tell you grant, since, since we set this up with Lindsay from uh center stage she when i told cindy she has been she lost her mind. Let's just put it that way. She lost her mind. I I totally did. So, <laughs> I just, but I told I told Ted. I'm like, listen, if we're gonna get anybody from Ghost Hunters, I want Grant. <laughs> not that I don't love everybody else. I, not that I don't love everybody else. But yeah, I just because have we a have special, we've I had Steve Grant. on the show. We've had and that was Sherry prior the, to me. Yeah, yeah, and we've had we've had a few of them on the show. And and, and I and, actually have my story. Right. Uh, I mean. Yeah. So I I'm I saved the best for client. last. How about that? Well, yeah, but maybe it's not the last, right? Mm, I don't know. No. So. So I am back. Maybe we have to have him back again you. sometime. There you go. That'll work yes, for you. Yes. Well, number one, I want to know, I think this is what everybody in the audience that we have right now would like to know, which is, if Ghost Hunters was coming back, would you be a part of it? So that's a very good question. And um, so... <laughs> um, everybody well, it's complicated. Here. The answer is complicated. So um, uh, I left the show because I felt that we had met all of our goals that we set out to do around season five. It felt like if the show had stopped that all these wonderful fans that helped us get the paranormal out into the light again, um, they all, you know, they, they would continue. There was enough momentum in the field to keep going if the show stopped, you know, and I'm, I'm looking at the show and looking at the fans and the paranormal field and how it's blossoming on one side. And the other side, I look over and I see my lovely wife and my three kids, who I didn't get to see a lot of, but, you know, I was super dad when I could be there. Um, and yeah. watching them get older, you know, and everyone loved the live Halloween shows, but I was well, doing that live on Halloween. I wasn't home trick-or-treating with my young boys. So it was, it was bittersweet, mm-hmm. um, but I loved it, absolutely loved it. So I left for, uh, you know, for a, a few reasons, um, the whole thing was kind of kicking my butt. I think you can tell. It looked like I people thought I had cancer just by looking at me on this show. Um, but uh, but I didn't. No, I'm fine. Um, so what I'm getting at is, um, you know, you watch paranormal TV today, and they're like Amy Bruni's show, Kindred Spirits, is fantastic. Um, they're really mm-hmm. doing it. Well. But a lot of them are just different shows doing the same thing as Ghost Hunters, you know. Just people walking yep. around in the dark trying to get evidence, which is fun and all. But, you know, here we are over a decade later, and people are still doing the same thing. So I've actually um, 
been asked by many, many people to come back to TV and do more investigating. And honestly, that's not what I want to do when I come back to TV. I would love to come back and do something um, much more exploratory. I want to take everybody who's who supported me, and I think you all deserve to come up to the next level. Like, let's graduate out of kindergarten and go to the next level. And, and I, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Um, and I just can't do that grueling schedule. It was two weeks to film one episode, 26 episodes a year. You know, do the math. It was it was tough. But uh, so would I come back to TV? Yes, if the right show was presented there. And uh, but would I come back and do Ghost Hunters again? I wouldn't want to do that show again. I think you guys are ready for something more, something that really peels yeah. back the layers and looks at the paranormal, not just hey, it's Grant and Jay walking around in the dark again. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, we have that old saying. I Not mean, that we don't love you guys walking around well, in the dark you know, well, and but, pulling pranks on each you other. You know, as paranormal investigators go, I mean, I know for myself and, and, and a lot of them that are here, it's like we have that standing, you know, quote that we say. It's like, yeah, paranormal investigators, go talk to furniture in the dark. It's what we do. <laughs> yeah. you know? And then you watch and, a videotape of yourself talking. Then you watch the video. Of, yeah. I mean, so that's, that's what you do. And you listen to the EVP recorders. And, oh, that yeah, surely just passed gas. Oh, hello. That's great. Mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, so, you know, so we all, we all understand that. But, you know, it's too bad that, Grant, you couldn't uh, get into that. Now the new In Search Of is back. In Search Of is now yeah. out and, and mm-hmm. a whole new thing. And that would have been perfect for you. You know, no, I'm really I think surprised that at how many. Yeah, I'm totally surprised at how many of these shows come out that didn't give me a call. Like, I'm like here, ready, and you know, ready to to give advice. I think that would have been right up Ellie. Yeah, that I think that would have been great. Yeah, yeah, it would have been right up Ellie. Well, well I, 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 I took about twelve. I had about twelve different show ideas, from barely different from Ghost Hunters to radically different, and really pushing the envelope. Right. And I tried to pitch these, and everyone told me that my shows were too smart for TV, which was flattering, I guess, but it made, it made me angry because they were assuming that my fans weren't intelligent enough to understand this stuff. And I know you guys. I'm out there with you guys mm-hmm. at events all the time and talking on social media. I know what you guys like um, and what you yeah. want right. and even what you don't know you want. And, uh, and they just wouldn't, they wouldn't listen to it. So. I'm here quietly well, waiting, so I started my YouTube channel to get some of that info out. I, I yeah, was just yeah. going to bring that up. Yeah. What the fetch? So what the fetch? What the fetch? Yeah. <laughs> what the fetch? Yes. Well, you know, I was going to say um, that I actually pitched a show um, to one of the – I'm not going to say the name, but I did pitch a show. Um, basically, my idea was to have um, a priest, a monster hunter – a uh, paranormal investigator, a psychiatrist, and um, a psychic, and have them all work as a team and go out to all different types of locations, not just haunted locations, as teams and go out there across the world and try and, you know, debunk this stuff. And I never got a response back, but I really thought it was a good idea. You know, everybody had yeah, their own expertise and, and, and nobody yeah. liked it. They, they didn't like it. Unfortunately, the people who are buying the shows and putting them out there have no clue what we really want. They just know what worked and what was successful, and Ghost Hunters was number one on Wednesday nights for cable, 
and that when they knew it yeah. worked, and so they just went with what was safe, you know. And and I'm glad they, well, they, they took my... a chance on Amy and Adam, and their show is just yeah wonderful. Yeah. That's how you really investigate. Yeah, it's a fantastic it. show. But you know, here's my here's my thing about the paranormal and and, and about all this with shows. You're kind of stuck with two different kind of shows now. You're getting one that's all demon, 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 and then you're getting one that. Like, <laughs> I'm possessed, Adam, I'm yeah, possessed, yeah, yeah, I'm exactly. Or you're getting the ones with like you know Adam and, and Amy, which is a you know fantastic show to watch. But yeah, I like it. I really think that if if some of these shows like the idea that I had was to go out there, it would give. Within the paranormal, we don't have. We're scratching the surface with this stuff, and I say it all the time. I mm-hmm. say it, I say it in my books. I say it on the radio that. There's just not, I mean, we're just, we're still a young field. We're, we're not getting where we need to get at this point. Yeah. But if we were to take different people from different um, expertise or um, like that, with a monster hunter with a you know, ghost hunter and a priest and a psychic, I mean, they all have abilities that are different. They all have knowledge that are different. And maybe with them working together, they might be able to crack a code. You know, mm-hmm. they may be able to bring something to light because as of right now, and I could be the only one saying this, but I doubt it. I mean, I think the paranormal is stale. I think we're, we're just chasing our own tails, not getting anywhere with it because the, the tools and the gadgets that are out there, you can't prove that they're doing anything because we don't know what energy a ghost really is or if it's really here. I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. still the, the skeptic on this stuff, but I'm a paranormal investigator. And in my mind, that's the way you should be. If you're an investigator, you should you should be very well, skeptical of everything that's being shown you or seen or you hear and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, Ted, you're right ahead, on. Greg. I mean, anyone who's been doing this long enough absolutely feels the same way. And the only thing that we're getting kind of out that we're seeing advancing the paranormal field on TV is people dropping new technology in. And then you ask the people who make the technology, and they don't even understand why it works or how it works. You know, you, you put a box in front of me and – and tell me that I can manipulate the environmental, uh, you know, the, the climactic environmental uh, data around me or, or whatever. I can manipulate the temperature, the humidity to make it say certain words. I can't do that when I'm alive. How the heck am I going to do that when I'm dead? Maybe leave it in <laughs> exactly. front of me for a year or two and I'll figure it out. So there's a lot of that going right. on. And what the thing is, like, we don't need to, to, to just keep looking harder for ghosts. Like I think everyone watching paranormal TV understands and accepts, you know, the the different types of hauntings. Yes, there's weird stuff out there. Yes, there is negative or demonic stuff out there, but it's not like it's portrayed on TV. Um, Right. And then, you know, what we need to do is start really pulling back the layers. Like, okay, let's examine quantum mechanics. Let's examine temporal displacement. Let's examine... You know, uh, global consciousness, and and you know, let's let's we we've beat to death that they're dead people. Like that, that's kind of a weird saying, but we beat it to death um, <laughs> that, that they're dead people. And um, and it's time to like we can we can kind no of put that book on the shelf for a little bit. We can put it on the shelf for a little bit and not look at it for a while, and let's put our direction. Let's put our focus in a different direction. So, right. I, I think that, that's I have, more where I want to go. 
Right. Yeah. Right. And, yes. and, and I, I've seen some of your videos. I think they're, they're I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's that's where I was going to go with like some of the stuff like I brought back old school paranormal in our area only because of the fact is, is that everybody was using all these gadgets and all that stuff. And they weren't thinking about, OK, the basics, the basics are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you can get a mm-hmm. little more interaction and so on and so forth with your basics. I mean, back in the 70s and 80s when they were using stuff, they were using the stuff they found in their own house. It wasn't, there were yeah. no tools developed at that time. You know, and well, you know, are they... That doesn't are, mean that we can't... Oh, sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go, ahead. Over you. go ahead. Well, and that doesn't mean uh, that we can't, can't further expand the equipment and, and get better equipment and, and better technology, but we have to understand how it works and we have to put it in the public's hand at the right time right. with knowledge and understanding. Yeah. Um, and, right. and people always forget that this is first and foremost, you know, interdimensional customer service. We're there to help <laughs> people living and dead. That's what we're there for. And if an instrument yeah. helps us do that legitimately, great. If not, get rid of it because the best work I have ever done has not had any equipment at all. It's me sitting in front of a person alive or dead and having a conversation with no blippy blinking lights between me and that person. Right. Right. And that's, and that makes perfect sense. In fact, um, I was going to say, um, then John, our our invisible John walked away, but, um, we actually, um, back with GBPI, our group, we did a lot of experimentation with the devices that were out there because we ourselves, we know old school, we know what we're doing there, but we wanted to use some of these other devices to actually find out sure. their specs, not just by, you know, what it said on paper, but what do they actually do and how they do it. And John, who is a, um, audio professional tech, he, he actually provides sounds for concerts across the, the United States and Europe. That's what he does. So he understands the logic of audio, mm-hmm. and he basically, you know, said to my K two meter. He took yeah, he took my K two meter and said, oh, "See where it's going in the garbage." <laughs> he did. He's like, "This is crap." It's crap. It's crap. <laughs> so you know, it, it, it's just when somebody has that knowledge that you don't, um, and I think in the paranormal field, that's part of the problem, is that anybody can start a paranormal group or a ghost hunting group, but it's having the knowledge. And I tell my people. It, when if you have ten minutes or an hour, do some research. Go back in there, refresh your mind with some of this stuff. Um, you need to keep up on everything. You know, knowledge is power. All right, and, and basically that's going to help you along the way. I mean, we, you know, you fall off a bike, you get back on it, and you roll with it. You know, and that's right. that's what you have to do. The paranormal is you have to get back on your bike, refresh your memory with some of these techniques, some of these items, some of the things that you hear, see, or smell, kind of remember where you came from, but keep that rhythm going because it's kind of like don't use it, it rusts off, you know, and it goes away in some mm-hmm. sense. But that yeah, and, and honestly, in the it, field, it, it, go ahead. It's a, it's, it, I'm sorry, there's a delay, so I, <laughs> I can't tell. Yeah, no, um, and okay. I forget too, so go ahead. Um, these, uh, and honestly, it's, it's, Get to know people. You have to know how to handle people if you're ever going to be able to really get anywhere in the paranormal. Like if you don't know how your own body responds to the paranormal, if you don't know how right. to change your demeanor and your your mental size and your posturing, like if you don't know how to how to just be diplomatic and 
create a relationship of trust, you're never going to get anywhere. Um, it's very right. difficult to communicate with these entities. They can't necessarily see us or hear us all the time, and, and they're confused. And, and before you ever hold a piece of equipment, you have to be able to have those skills of just interacting with people and being a good counselor and a good listener and a detective and understanding human psychology before you ever even like put an equipment piece of equipment in there. Like that should come way later in the, in the whole process. Well, my, my whole thing is, is like, I want to be able to, when I investigate, I want to be able to trust everything that I use. I have to have the knowledge. I have to know, you know, the confidence in that, that stuff. And, you know, it may sound funny. It's like, oh, the confidence in a balloon. But you know what? The balloon is, is going to tell you exactly what's going on. It's going to tell you whether there's a breeze. Yeah. It's going to tell you, you know, something's moving it or not. I mean, and it's simple. It's, it's not something that you have to have a college education for. But you have to know the tools that you're using, and you have to have some type of mental uh, – what are you looking at me funny for? Oh, no. I, I'm just looking at you. <laughs> you're just Hi. looking at me? <laughs> Don't look at me too sexy there, woman. Oh, listen. <laughs> anyway. <Whoa>. Um, <laughs> she's got nothing to worry about, Grant. Yeah, trust no, me. I don't. Um, <laughs> I'm on Adam's side, okay? I'm on Adam's side. So we're good. We're good. Um, so um, I forgot where I was now. See, I, I did it. You know, everybody's laughing at me now. Um, Anyways, all I was really saying was you got to have the knowledge and you have to trust in the equipment that you have. You have to be able to believe in it yeah. that it's giving you what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. and if yeah. you don't as believe in it, in its infancy, we, yeah, as a science in its infancy, we have to we have to kind of have this cast a wide net, and we have to. What one of the weirdest things about the paranormal field is these territorial battles or the sense of ownership Uh-oh. like this is my case <laughs> this is my evidence and that drives me yeah. nuts because the less we Stay share it side, the slower left. yeah we're gonna sh- we're gonna slow our each other down like we need to share this stuff and share our findings and and i'm yeah. seeing that happen i'm seeing there being much more sense of community um and uh, i mean if we just hoard what what we found we're never going to get anywhere yeah well, that's, that's one of the things Ted is big on, actually, is sharing, having, like, some kind of tool, a paper report kind of thing. Even that, the Internet. I that mean, that's you can something. Do, that you can, that it's, that everybody, like, we could get a roundtable well, discussion right. going and everybody agrees with using this tool that we can share information so, and so evidence, So let me kind of explain this to Grant a little bit. What, what, I, what I'm proposing is, and I've reached out to other groups, um, is that I propose that we have something that can be downloadable on the Internet or um, something to that effect where we all are doing the same type of reports and they're shareable so that when we're sitting down, say 10 years later, maybe some other team was doing the same place we did and they got something totally different. Um, we have to be able to share. We have to be able to um, look at each other and say, what is your opinion? Not get upset about their opinion. You know, we have to be able to work together. And in the part of New York that we're in, um, we've reached out to other groups from Syracuse to Buffalo to even in our own backyard and said, hey, this is what we're, we're, we're kind of throwing out there. How would you guys feel? And we actually had, I think there was six or seven teams in our studio, and they all agreed, hey, this is a great idea. Um, maybe if we can just get five or six teams to do this together and then share all this, that, you know, maybe it would, you know, kind of show all the other paranormal 
um, groups and stuff that, hey, you don't have to, like, kick each other in the bum when they're bending over. Let's work together. You know, it's one of those things. Um, so we have yeah, sharing is yeah, caring. Yeah, you're totally right. And, but there's, a, there's an inherent problem I found with, with trying to standardize things too much is that as a science in its infancy, if we restrict people too much, uh, then we don't make that progress. And so there has to be it has to be like a living, flexible thing um, that that bends and grows with, as people, um, you know, m- move and discover stuff in in the paranormal. So it, it's a it's a tough thing. And people ask me all the time, how come there are no standards? Why can't? And it's like it, you just can't. Number one, it's really hard uh, to to validate everything you find in a way that like I don't know. It's really hard to standardize it. Um, because we need that flexibility, and if you standardize right. it, who's going to enforce it? Who's going to to withhold the standards? It's it's tricky in a in a field right. where people are mostly volunteer, you know. Right, True. right, and, yeah. and But see, down the, what I'm kind of looking at is when it comes to the future is that maybe when things start, we can start proving things. Maybe when we can start saying, okay, well, now we've got this tiny piece of the puzzle then maybe things can happen to where we can, you know, standardize things. But as it goes right now, we do need the freedom to be able to investigate the way we do. Um, But I think we need to do it respectfully to each other as well as your own teammates. Um, And just, you know, it's all about information. And that's what it really comes down to. Mm -hmm. you got to be able to take the information that is given and share it so that everybody has it. I mean, that's the way I look at it anyways. You know, um, and that's the other ha- that's the other problem is garbage in, garbage out. You know, you don't the information's only as good right. as the people are skeptic and you know level headed, right. and you know that it's 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 a really tough thing. It's something I've struggled with for a better part of my career. Is how do we try right. to get standardization? But there's just so many obstacles. It's re- I think it's too early. You know, we it's like yeah. like. Yeah. Picture the medical field in its infancy. People are doing crazy weird stuff, but because yeah. everyone was kind of doing their <laughs> own thing, it, it did come together, and now we have standards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's now I'm going to mention this real quick because I think it's an amazing thing, and I kind of wrote this down because I didn't want to forget, and I'm going to bring this up, and um, let me get to my little page. Um, one of the things that I think is fantastic that's happening um, right now, and it's going on its third year, is the world's largest ghost hunt. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, they have 140 teams right now. And I have to tell you, across the world, folks, not just the United States, no, across the uh, world. Across the world. In fact, internationally Brilliant. right now, Australia has five locations that are involved. Canada has 13. England has four. India has two. Ireland has one. Malaysia has one, uh, Mexico has one, Philippines has one, Scotland has one, South Africa has one, and Sweden has one. So there's 31 locations that are out there internationally that are actually involved with this. That's and awesome. that's only 31 out of 140. So 109 locations in the United States are actually involved with this. And they actually you know, are sharing information. They're, they're working as one mm-hmm. large team and i commend maria <laughs> maria for doing that I, I think it's fantastic and and more i think if more people got involved in stuff like that maybe would get some answers and especially if they're sharing stuff you know and um yeah if we got to start somewhere maybe that's a good start you know yeah 
yeah, we got to do something, and we'll only learn if we try, you know, if we fail, try and fail. So we'll see. I mean, we'll we'll go and we'll work through the the bumps. But I love that concept. I think it's it's great. Uh, but right. we have to we have to take it all with a grain of salt. Yeah, right now. Yeah. So I have more questions though for you. So um, are you still co-owner with Jason for the Spalding House? The Spalding Inn, excuse no. me. No, so we we sold that a while ago. It was about four hours from hmm. us. And, uh, yeah, we loved the place. And it was very active. And we were starting to build good relationships with the entities there, you know, where we could joke with them and <laughs> and it would help us out. And, and uh, but uh, it was it was really hard to find good help. I mean, we had great help most of them, but some of them, it was just tough. It was just tough to really run that place from that far away. I think you have to do a Bob Newhart live and live there and run it uh, <laughs> for it to work. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it, so I really it wanted haunted, to right? go. There, yeah. there's go. There was ghosts yeah. and stuff there? Yep. Yep. Yeah, it was, and it was they, I mean, there were stories and stories, and we had, we would ask the entities for stuff. Like, we just kind of shout out and stuff would appear. I remember one time Jay and I were hanging the, the the TV in the lobby and we didn't bring the right tools to do that. So we were kind of janking it around with, you know, wrenches instead of socket wrenches and, and it wasn't working. And we were looking around, you know, the inn when we bought it had all sorts of stuff in it. So we were looking around, there were tools all over the place, but we couldn't find a socket wrench. And Jay downstairs just went, can we oh, just find me a socket wrench? And we heard from the other side of the basement something fall and clang on the ground. We're like, what? And so we go and we look, and sure enough, it's a socket wrench with the right size uh, bit in it, whatever you call it. No, and that I mean that that's, is, that's like that's like further on in the in the thing. But in the beginning, I mean, we used to, we would ask for wallpaper that we couldn't find we needed to fix and it would show up at the top of the stairs and and it got to the point where of course we said oh i need a million dollars right of course we wouldn't do that and so <laughs> here comes uh here comes a bunch of change no a bunch of change started showing up all over the place and we just said hey we were just kidding like don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing and, and you know what pops in my head red rum red rum oh god red rum. Oh, yeah that's right Yeah. so i gotta tell you that we had steve on the show and um he is an amazing guy and what a sense of humor oh Oh, my gosh well he's always always pulling i love the fact that he is not afraid that when he sees a spider he screams louder than any girl that i know yeah oh yeah that's so funny so do we got do we have any more questions on the audience that's right. That's right. Anybody else have any questions for Grant? No, I'm looking around. I can't really can't see. see. Um, any appearances? Do you have any events and appearances coming up here in New York? In New York? Uh, I don't think so. Not New York specifically. Um, I've got one in, I mean, it's not really too close, but Pennsylvania at Pennhurst. Uh, August mm-hmm. uh, 18th, 18th and 19th. Yeah, August 18th and 19th, PennhurstParacon.com. Uh, that's going to be a good one. John Zaffis will be there too. And I'm all over the place. Nothing in New York, though. Come on, New York. What's going on? 
Yes. <laughs> we could have you at the, the Syracuse. Hey, well, if we can man, What do you guys think about bringing them to Rochester Winter Prairie Fest? Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> yes. Yo, Let them know. Wait. I'll be there. Uh, we, we need that million dollars now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, oh, right. That's how much it costs. <laughs> well, I do have uh, I have a couple more. No, go so, for it. Go so for there's it. There's some, you know, we have Grant here, and he's pretty awesome. He actually, <laughs> no, he actually is part of a games company. Did yeah, you guys well, did, were you aware of that? There's a train coming through. Can you hear the train? Can you hear the train? Yeah. <laughs> so your games company, Rather Dashing Games, it's that's pretty awesome. How did you get involved with that? So um, my best friend since I was five, his name is Mike Ritchie. He was, uh, he's a very talented game designer, and he'd been working with another company designing board games for them. And one day we were camping, sitting around the fire, and he said he was kind of sharing his frustrations working with someone else. And um, mm-hmm. I said, well, how, what's stopping you from branching out on your own? Start your own company. And he said, oh, I need an artist and I need capital. And I looked at him like, hey, moron. And he goes, slaps his forehead in the V8 moment, and we go, oh, we could do this. I got, I, could, I got both. Let's go. And so we did, and we, we've been doing it for, geez, I don't know, a while now. And, uh, I, you know, I help. Mike always comes up with the games. I might have a, a mechanic or something, but he brings a game to me, and he's speaking in math and, and, and all this stuff. And I have to play this game, and my job is to – improve the game, help them improve it, but also find what we call lore. What kind of world does this game fit in? So I have to help come up with, you know, the theme of the game, and then I do all the artwork for the games. So it's been a blast. I mean, drawing with a purpose is is awesome for an artist, and I couldn't be happier. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Well, I, I think it's awesome that you found another, you know, Outlet or something else, you know. I, I thought that was cool as hell. I did too. I mean, when I when I heard about <laughs> it, I'm like, really, Ghost Hunter to game developer. Uh, yeah, you it know. was amazing. It's kind of cool. Well, but I mean, I've because... been before Ghost came into my life when I was like this whole paranormal journey started when I was 15. Before that, you know, I was I taught myself to play guitar and piano <laughs> and and I would draw ever <laughs> since I could hold a pencil, you know and I was an artist, and, and so paranormal was always <laughs> it was always a kind of a, a a hobby thing on the weekend, you know, doing the investigations. But I mean, with my experience, it kind of took over my life, and so everything else kind of took a back seat. And you know, with ghost hunters, that I mean, that's 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 pretty far to go with my paranormal. Well, with the ghost side of my paranormal interest. And then, you know, I, I wanted to to bring back my other talents. I wanted to do these other things because they, like you said before, they kind of rust and fall apart if you don't use them. Right. So, right. right. That, they're all part of my life, you know. They're all my hobbies. They're all things I love to do. <laughs> I, I got to know, that, like when you first started out doing this stuff, I mean, I know a lot of us did. I mean, and you, first off, you got lucky you were 15 when it started for you because some of us started really young um, living in certain places and experiencing things. But at seven years old, it was kind of scary, you know. Um, but <laughs> Yeah, that's you, kinda, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what I wanted to say was 
kind of on the flip side of that, like when you were younger doing your, you know, getting into this, doing your research and stuff like that, um, how often did you go to like graveyards and stuff? And, and did you have anything that's like sticks out in your mind that really just was so hysterical and like you scared yourself or something like that to, that you could share with us? Well, yeah, when I was 15, like I said, I had stuff happen to me that was very outside the normal of paranormal, but still paranormal. Um, and trying to figure out what it was, I delved into everything. And I had, thankfully, two good friends to help me realize I wasn't going crazy. But one night, we were we were at my friend's house and camping. And, you know, we just pitched a tent in the backyard. And we figured all, you know, his parents had fallen asleep. But just in case, you know, he had a, a little um, little keyboard. And we sampled ourselves snoring and put a shoe on it so that it would play uh, snoring and we got we snuck out and went down the road to the, the local graveyard and oh my uh, god that's awesome <laughs> yeah so we went over there we would do stuff like that all the time and um we went over there and we were talking my, my friend chris and i were looking at the graveyard we had poked around in it and, and it felt a little weird and my friend mike's back was to the graveyard and and we're sitting there talking and just kind of you know musing on what the heck all this stuff could be that we've been experiencing. And, and all of a sudden my friend Chris and I see over the shoulders of our friend, Mike, this apparition come up from behind a tombstone, kind of spread its arms wide quickly and then went back down as if it got sucked back in. And we were like, Whoa. Oh and we God. just took off. Right. We took off. My friend Mike had no idea <laughs> what happened. <laughs> so he's standing there. <laughs> uh, but that stuff, I mean, back in that day, man, we used to use Legos to build traps, you know, with magnets. And, and we did all sorts of stupid stuff. But that's how you learn. And there, I just didn't have anywhere to turn back then. And and I yeah. started yeah. reading books and everything. And, and you read these books and you realize, you know, hey, this isn't really how it is. Or this is just conjecture. Or this is just regurgitation of other ideas. And so you realize I'm not going to get anywhere unless I put myself in these situations. And so you suck it up and you go. And, uh, yeah, it's, you have no idea the stuff we did. I was, I, awesome, I was thinking of some of my earlier cases where um, you guys remember what an Etch-A-Sketch is and, and you could get the, oh, the magnetic yeah, shaving. those all the time. Yeah. Yeah, there was a few times that we took the took them apart. Like not my mom bought us these etch sketches right so here i am <laughs> in the bedroom late at night with a screwdriver breaking the glass to get, the, get the, and i cut my finger yeah. in the morning my mom how'd you cut your finger um i don't know i had all the you know the the shavings i had them in a little like cup a little cup and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go, uh, we're going to go out to the field, you know, and, and uh, over the field and into the cemetery. And we're going to put these, you know, on the little walk path there. And we're going to ask the ghost to come and play with the, the etch sketch you know, uh, oh magnetic God. shaving so we could, you know, see if it's there. <laughs> and so we scared the hell out of ourselves. We, we put this stuff across, right? Now I use magnetic shavings now, but just as a kid, I mean, we put this stuff down and, you know, you don't think about the wind. You don't think about owls. You don't think about <laughs> um, a fox. No. You don't think of stupid things going on. And so we're out there. And I mean, I must have been 10 years old, you know, 10 or 11. And, oh we, and I, 
I'll bet you I shit my pants. I literally, I mean, I, <laughs> we, we put this stuff down. We put this stuff down and my buddy, uh, Craig and I, we were, <laughs> we were going through and we're saying, okay, we're thinking we're big. We're like doing that whole, you know, oh, we're not scared. We're, you know, we're tough. We're, you know, 10 year old mm-hmm. goof heads. And we're, <laughs> we're going down and the, I'm talking and I hear him say something. And I go, what did you say? He goes, I didn't say anything. I said, yes, you did. You said who? And it kind of went with my story. And I'm like, no, I didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, whatever. So we went, we kept going. And then when we got back to where the shavings were, the shavings were all moved. So we're thinking, okay, cool. Well, as we're going, wow. here's this owl in this damn tree, right? So that's, I figured that's what was answering me. So as we're kind of looking at the owl, we hear something come up behind us and if you know what a fox sounds like when it's searching for its mate it will scare the shit out of you oh yeah and this <laughs> yeah came up behind us and i've already look at my arms that, that's what it did to me my, my hair is standing up right now on my arms this thing snuck up behind us not literally but it was behind us and we didn't know it so we said snuck up behind us and let out this <laughs> ungodly sound and i'll tell you craig took off he left me standing there because I was shitting my pants. I mean, I didn't know what else to do. I mean, literally, oh, I, I ran, and I get back to where he's standing. He goes, did you hear that? Did you hear that? I go, uh, yeah. Did you see what it was? <laughs> no. Neither one of us had the balls to turn around and look and see what was behind us. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> nice That's job. terrible, Uh-oh. John. It was Jaws coming to get you. Jaws was coming. But you know what? That's how. That's one of those stories. Is like you. You remember what you were trying to do, and you just. You know, I took that damn thing apart. My mom whooped my ass. (laughs) Whooped my ass. I would have too. (laughs) Oh yeah, man. We would go. We would go out there with the. We'd go out there with the old speak and spell and try to get him to do stuff. And I had the stupid ET cartridge that you could stick in the back. You got ET, so it was all talking about ET. Oh, we did that with the Reese's Pieces. We took M&Ms and we took them and we put them out in the cemetery. And the alien was going to pick them up. Oh, my God. We did so many stupid things. Oh, my God. hysterical. I love this conversation right now. I have a picture. I, I have a picture that I've been looking for. Jeez, for probably about 15 or 20 years, since before Ghost Hunter, that it was me, uh, and I found it. I just found it like a couple weeks ago. It's a picture of me, and I'm like probably three feet tall at, I don't know how old I was, probably 11 or 12, and I'm dressed as a Ghostbuster. This is before anything ever happened to me. This is before <laughs> Ghost, Bus- Ghost oh. Hunters ever came on. So I'm gonna I'm gonna scan that in and post that soon. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't wait to see it. That's awesome. <laughs> you won't believe it's okay, me. So I'm minuscule. One... <laughs> so I have um, Kitty Janice. So she asked, as a musician and an investigator, how do you think we can better utilize sound or vibration to communicate? And are we going to find a sweet spot or particular frequency that spirits can best utilize? Aren't they using infrasound now in certain areas for investigation? Yeah, so there's a lot of definitely sound vibrations play a huge factor in, in all types of paranormal investigation. In fact, 
um, we found that seismic activity, anytime there's a seismic event, uh, that will ex- accentuate or magnify paranormal activity. And that's why a lot of places, like where you're at, that are next to train tracks and trains are you know, usually haunted, or places that are haunted are usually near train tracks because every time a train goes by, it's a small seismic event. And those are the... the mm-hmm the sound vibrations and, and, and things working. And we're not sure quite why that happens, but yeah, infrasound, ultrasound, all these things have adverse or, or strange effects on us, especially infrasound can, can be very much confused with paranormal activity. Now, as far as music goes, um, you know, uh, most, most of my, um, you know, best moments of communication have involved music. Um, you know, I'll, I'll usually what I'll do is if I think the entity is from a certain time period, I'll always play some music quietly in the background. And I, mm. I do this because, you know, I've worked with dementia patients and that's what kind of brings them back to, to reality or brings them some comfort is music that they used to listen to um, and, and things like that. And it plays a huge factor in, in fact, one time uh, I was at I was doing an event at the Queen Mary and we were in the pool area of the the ship out there in Long Beach and there was just probably I don't know six to ten of us there and we had uh, a meter going we we're having flawless communication with control questions and everything we seemed to be talking to uh, a, a little girl and every once in a while the conversation would would stop we were using a K two meter back then and the the lights would just go now we're in the middle of a ship. Everyone's phones, they put them out there, turned them off. Nobody's, nobody was setting this thing off. And every once in a while, would, the lights would just flutter, and everyone's just like, ah, and wait for it to stop and then start talking again. And I started watching these lights, and they were, I realized they were in a rhythm. And I'm like, this is the same rhythm every time. And I started thinking through music, and it looked like it was the rhythm of London Bridge. So I said, hey, do you want to sing want us to sing London Bridge is Falling Down, and the lights went crazy. And so we did. We started singing London Bridge is Falling Down. The lights were moving with us as we sang it. And, you know, it goes, my fair lady, and lights went off and never came back on again. And wow, that was that's like, amazing. That stuff happens a lot. People don't think to think of music when they're, when they're dealing with entities. Mm-hmm. And then years later, I was at the Stanley Hotel, and a lady came up, and she said, hey, I want to show you this EVP. And so she's playing it, and I'm listening, and I hear someone singing London Bridge is Falling Down, a little girl. And she's, I said, where did you get this? And she said, at the Queen Mary. And since then, oh. I've talked to the woman that, that kind of archives all these reports, and she's gotten so many reports of people hearing that song there. And this was a private little event. It's just crazy. Like, oh. music is, is absolutely key. In fact, I yeah. donated some of my songs to uh, a CD someone did. They had a project of songs that that you could play. It's a CD you can buy of songs you can play during investigations to elicit certain responses or, or to try to, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah we use like with GBPI for Virgin house because of um, Cindy's father passing, we, he used to love old country. So we would actually play some of the old country stuff to see if we could get him to interact with us. And, nice. and we've done that in certain places, playing um, the Indian drums, um, yep. Um, yep. Civil War mm-hmm. um, reenactments. Um, we've tried, you know, certain things. In fact, the new one I want to try, hey, John, play it for me, will you? I want to use this one. Just 
Listen up. I, I love this, Grant. This is for you. <laughs> Creepy. out on our deck and stuff like that or I've done it with other people and we you know we always try I'm just as fascinated with UFOs and conspiracy theories and all that stuff mm. but there are certain tones you can play that almost always generate um, some kind <laughs> of activity <laughs> up in the sky no not those yeah <laughs> not those that's all I can think of <laughs> sorry <laughs> no, it's more like it almost sounds like a bug. Like it's a it's a high pitched sound. It's weird. Yeah. Have you tried adding any infrasonic sounds to any of your recordings for playback in those situations? That was Invisible John. That's our that's our I was audio guy. Say that too. Whoa. Uh, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> that was awesome. Whoa. Have you thought about adding any infrasonic content to any of those playback recordings? Adding them to the recording? No, I've used it while we were recording. Um, but, uh, you know, there's still various results. Like, it usually just makes people feel uneasy. And I, I'm try not to use it because I don't want to confuse the investigators. Gotcha. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, but I don't want to cool think it's to... something paranormal is going on when it isn't. Right, but it would be kind of cool to have a recording like that, you know, to, to take mm-hmm. to some of these places. Mm-hmm. You know, we just could do that. Yeah, I mean, that would be awesome. I mean, especially the locations that we go to. We know, you know, all the stuff that happens at the Virgin House, and I think something like that might be different. Mm-hmm. Hey, Grant, I got to ask, because... I, I actually came across some of all the years I've been doing this, I came across something I couldn't explain. And I, and to this day, I still beat myself up on it, to be honest. Um, did an investigation at a house, um, private residence, and um, we have a pull-along camper that we converted. And so we have monitors on the walls. Um, we use a DVR system and stuff. And this is just the weirdest story. And um, so I had two investigators in the house. And, of course, you know, we're, we're watching them, um, and they're doing their – um, asking questions and, you know, feeling out things. And as my, my sister at the time, um, well, my sister's still my well, sister. She's still your sister. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, my, si- <laughs> my sister is, is speaking in German. And um, we were told that this house had some history of German descendants. So she's speaking German. Um, the male investigator behind her got like this really hot feeling on his neck. At the time that this was all happening, I was sitting in the camper watching on the monitor, and this thing, this is the only way I can explain it, Grant. It's probably a seven-year-old, eight-year-old child, black. I mean, it was just a black figurine with four arms and two legs crawled up the wall over to the corner of the kitchen to where the wall and the ceiling meet and just kind of like go into the wall and disappear. So what we did immediately after that was we rewound the DVR, all the, the, the recordings there to see if we could see it. Now, I saw it with my eyes. The recorder did not pick it up. 
And but when we went right in immediately after that, all the devices, all the gadgets we had, pegged red. We waited an hour. We went back in. They were all showing zero, like nothing was there. So that's weird. Okay. What okay. Do you think? Uh, well, if you saw, if you, my first thought obviously is if you saw it while looking in the monitors and the recorder didn't pick it up, then there was a bug on the screen or something, <laughs> uh, the monitor. Uh, but I think you're more experienced than that. Um, to me, that sounds like it could be um, elemental activity, which I've encountered that's what I- a lot. Yeah, yeah, that that's very typical of elemental stuff, you know, small, black, doing things that are weird. Everyone assumes that that stuff is demonic and a little demon running around, but it's not. Yeah. It, those things are not no. bad. They're not particularly good. They're just kind of indifferent and sometimes across paths. So we, we had a case... Um, you know, where, where, uh, this guy had a brand new house in the woods and he was having all this activity and, you know, we, we would set up the cameras where we'd have the activity and stuff would happen in another room. So we'd set up the camera. This is back when we had one massive VHS camera and we put it back in, in that room and, uh, then stuff would happen in the kitchen. And so we kept bouncing around and finally the homeowner was like, I got a VHS camera. Let's set them both Excellent. up. And we caught... Uh, this activity in the kitchen of this black shadow moving around and all the pots and pans stacking without making the sound. Um, so, I mean, I, I, my experience that got me into the paranormal is more along these routes, not, you know, intelligent hauntings. Um, so it, that sounds, that's what I would say. And honestly, those things, you just kind of got to wait them out, let them do what they're going to do, right. just be patient, and then they finally mm-hmm. give up. Well, because this is the second time it's happened. It happened to the owner's daughter. But we're talking probably 20 years apart. And what you just mm-hmm. mentioned kind of brings back prior to this happening, just minutes before that, when they entered the house, they went into the living room. And while they're in the living room, in the kitchen, they were hearing growling. So they would go to mm-hmm. the kitchen, okay. and then the growling would happen from the living room. Mm. So... Yeah. When they came back to the kitchen, the growling stopped, and then that's when I saw this thing. And that's why I, meant I went immediately back in with all the devices to make sure that I wasn't seeing things because I wanted to go. I followed the trail to where this thing went, you know, all the way straight through, and that's where the devices were going off crazy. Um, and then waited an hour, and there was nothing there. In fact, we got permission to actually pull part of the wall down if we wanted to to see if there was wiring and so on and so forth back there, and there wasn't. It was just an empty wall. Hmm. So cool. we, we actually went through the whole steps to see what could have made that happen and why did I only see it and nobody else, you know, but things leading up to it, she was speaking German. He was getting a hot feeling on his neck. They heard the growling in the room switching back and forth and then come to find out one of the stories from the daughter was that she saw this when she was younger in one of the other rooms, you know, so. I was I was saying until all along, and I didn't think it was going to harm anybody because I think with all the investigations that's been happening there lately, I think it would have shown itself more or actually would have, you know, done something by this time. But you know, nothing. They're just different so. types of entities. They're just they're indifferent. You know, they don't really. You know, they sometimes our paths cross, and sometimes they don't. You know, sometimes we're in their way, and sometimes we're not. And and you just kind of have to. Be, you know, you just have to kind I, of I deal just with didn't want to be crazy. I just didn't want to be crazy. 
<laughs> well, that's, yeah. You're not crazy like that. You're crazy in a different way. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. So I have, I have, I'm, because I know that you've been doing a lot on um, YouTube with your videos. Um, I saw What the Fetch. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so like I said, um, you know, I, I couldn't get anywhere with the TV guys. They just didn't understand. So I was like, I, I, for years I wanted to do a brain dump book. Like I, I just wanted to get everything in my head organized and out there for people, uh, you know, to see and, and understand the way I see it all. Because I feel like I see it differently from a lot of people. I mean, I overlap with a lot, but I still have kind of different views. And um, I, I feel like... You know, I wanted to keep my voice out there. I want to let people know I'm still part of this community. I'm still investigating homes. I'm still helping people. I'm still trying to break through. Um, and I figured, well, I, a book is once you write it, it's there and it's unchanging, you know. And I can't – I didn't even know where to start, you know. And so I started doing – I said, you know what, YouTube, it's great. I can do it how long how I want. The videos are as long as they're going to be. There's no one between me. And my audience, I can do it however I want. And I can link yeah. videos to each other and, and organize them. And, and people can watch them in whatever order they want. And uh, it just seemed to make a lot of sense. And so, you know, I, I buckled down and did it. So it's, yeah, YouTube.com, the Grant Wilson, because Grant Wilson wouldn't give up his, whoever that is, wouldn't give it up. So it had to be the <laughs> Grant Wilson. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but we're just kind of getting started. Um, you know, there's, there's more content planned for the channel and, and the, the subject matter is absolutely going to expand beyond ghosts, but I had to start, you know, with the, with the ghosts and all that. And, and so people, I could meet people where they expect me to be and then push the boundaries beyond that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I love. Yeah. Sounds great. Sounds awesome, actually. I'll have to check it out because I haven't yet. So yeah, yeah that'd be cool. I was watching um, some of them. Yeah, none of it's done with doom. Sorry, none of it's done with doom and gloom. Nope. It's all light and fun, and and uh, right. yeah. cool. you know, I, I just don't see it that way. So check it out. You'll have fun. Right. That's cool. I love it. I just want to mention here real quick because I know it's getting really dark and people are. Um, going to be wanting to leave here pretty soon that august 11th i want you guys to to join us we're going to be at the scottsville car show yes this is where the photo was taken with the mysterious figure yep in the photo and the um, results will be given and the results will be given at that point um yeah and so and that's at 10 a.m till 5 p.m on that day what else? Come on out. Check out a car show, classic car show. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they will be other vendors there as well. Um, August 13th, that Monday, our special guest, and this is cool because I really want to know why he named himself the military medium. So we actually have uh, cool. Dean McMurray on the show. Um, he is a military um, gentleman, and he uses his ability to help other, um, I'm going to guess, military people. That's fantastic. You know, um, and we'll see what happens there. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, uh, At this point, I think uh, pretty much we're we're uh, Grant. We hope you had a great time with us. I mean, we've uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself. What are your social media? Yeah, it was Um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I got to get up to to New York and hang out with you guys. Come on. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Everybody they're all saying yeah. <laughs> well, well, we have to get Grant back on the show again, and, and you know we had Absolutely. we split the show with with Chip and and uh, but maybe we can persuade Grant to spend you know the two hours with us at some point, and uh, I think we have you know a lot of other questions, and people just you know love you, Grant. They they really do, and um, and want to wow. hear more about your cool ideas that are intellectual <laughs> too intellectual for tv yeah. and, and, um, you know you. we I'd still have, we have still reached out to jason we still haven't gotten response but we still are we reach out to all of the guys from uh ghost hunters and we've had a few mm-hmm. here and uh um they've all been great yeah. fantastic people and i just want to say again Good. thank you to chip coffee for joining us tonight Chip was fantastic. Thank you, Grant. Um, and thank you, Grant. Thank you, thank you, everybody. Make You're some noise welcome. for Grant. <laughs> awesome, awesome, Thanks, guys. Awesome. But I, so <laughs> the social media outlets that you would like to throw out there for everybody that they can see you and catch you on? Yeah, so uh, I'm probably most active on Twitter. Um, so that's at uh, Grant S. Wilson. And then uh, Facebook. I'm active on there too, and that's uh, I don't even know anymore. It's uh, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> oh, it's real Grant Wilson. Um, and Instagram, I'm on there, Grant S. Wilson, and uh, YouTube. Check me out. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Well, Grant, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Um, it's just it's been an awesome day. Oh my gosh, you know? I'm so excited. Yeah. yeah. I, thank you so much. <laughs> you have. I have been looking forward to this for so long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, well, I didn't I'm let glad. you down. Thanks, guys. You surely did not. <laughs> surely did not. All right, guys. We're going to cut things here with Grant. Unfortunately, we love Grant. We love him being here. We'll we'll try and get him back again. Um, but we're not going to quit the show here real quick. We've got a couple other things we're going to do yep, I'm um, go live. So if you're on the Facebook Live um, stream with us, stay there. We're going to... Um, go through the house so that you can see what it looks like real quick um, from the Fox sisters. And um, cause you all went through that little lecture thing prior to the show, which was awesome. And um, everybody just give it up for Grant one more time before he takes off. Woo! <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. Thank, Thank you. you Grant. So Thank much. you so much for joining us. We appreciate it, buddy. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Have a great me. night. Take care. Yep. Take, take care. care. So go ahead with our commercial, and we'll be right back, everybody. Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal (laughs) investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, The work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. Available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. Right, right. I'm Psychic Cindy, and since I was a young girl, I have been able to see, hear, feel, understand, and sometimes smell spirit guiding me to guide you. Through the years, I have helped many clients receive messages from spirit to aid in their growth of self-love, healing, and also to receive guidance towards steps for the future. Sometimes spirit doesn't always give you what you want, but they always give you what you need. Do you have an open mind to listen to the message? 
If the answer is yes, I would like to be there for you in your journey. I offer many services such as psychic medium reading, spiritual counseling, spiritual life coaching, regression, past life regression, and more. If you're ready to know how much healing and clarity you can receive, how much trust you can have, how much love you can feel, or even how inspired you can become, please set an appointment. You don't have to be local to get a message from Spirit. You can Facebook me at facebook.com backslash psychiccindy, email me at thepsychiccindy at gmail.com, Instagram, thepsychiccindy, Twitter, at psychiccindy1. All right, everybody. Uh, this is Charlene. She's been uh, Charlene Kraft. She's been with us before, everybody. So um, I'm sure you will recognize her. But um, we were talking about the whole reason we came to the Fox Sisters um, building an estate was, well, we say estate because it's it, it's basically the foundation, which is left from the original house. The house now is in um, Lilydale. But that burnt down. <laughs> so it's not there either. So, um but we are on location here, and we just thought it would be kind of cool. Oh, you got a mug, did you? I had to. That's awesome. So um, I just wanted Charlene to tell us what she thinks of the place. I mean, she came out to, to join the live show with Grant and Coffee. And I loved it. Just, I just want to get your idea of what you thought of the place. And I thought this whole thing was very cool. Um, walking through, I took my shoes off. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually felt very comfortable in there, and I felt as though his spirit has, like, lifted. Lifted, but it's also there. Like, when I walked up to the cobblestone, um, you definitely get your hairs to stand up on end where his body was. Um, You can kind of feel that resonate there. Mm -hmm. Um, I can also feel, what's her name? I can't remember her name. Tracy. Tracy. I can also feel a huge connection um, with Tracy to past life things with the girls. Cool. That definitely very strong, and so, you can feel it. So you think this is a place that people need to come and hang out and visit? Absolutely. I think it's really cool. I don't think it's one of those places that you have to kind of have any type of fear about. Right. Um, it's, there's a lot of history here, which is really, really cool. Right. And you get right. to learn and understand, and especially with it being the birthplace of spiritualism, all of the people that are like us right. really need to kind of... Go back to the roots a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like look at that, realize it, let it sink in, and come and experience it, because right. it has made your life today so much more easier and acceptable. Right. I mean, it's just a wonderful place. I mean, the feeling is comfortable. It's great. When we first got up here, I'm like, well, I I should back up. When we first talked about coming here, I was like, oh, it's just the foundation. But once you get here, the feeling is different. The whole place is just phenomenal. It's great. Um, I did think it was a bigger place, you know, but um, I had to think this was built in like the 1800s. Of course, it's not a bigger place, you know, but still, it's, it's very cool. Um, and we've had such a great time here tonight yeah. and, you know, with, with Chip, yeah. I mean, he definitely is one of those guys that doesn't, I mean, he doesn't hold anything back, which I no. think is fantastic for the show. Um, but, and then Grant, just a, a great, well-rounded, cool. cool guy, Very cool guy. um, down to earth and, um, he fit in. I think it was a really good show tonight, you know, especially do doing it here. It just kind of gave it that, you know, Correct. Yeah, feeling. that kind of, ugh. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I really I really had a good time here tonight. I did too. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Whenever I can attend anything, yeah. I absolutely will. Yeah. Well, you know, you are a guest co host, so there are times you will be here. Well, be with <laughs> us, you know. So yeah, absolutely. Um are you gonna make the the eleventh down in Scottsville, do you think? Where is it? That's in Scottsville next Saturday. Actually, it's this coming Saturday. It's this coming Saturday. I have my niece's birthday party in mm-hmm. the afternoon, but is it at night? It's from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. Till so. 5 p.m. So, you're so maybe gonna I can right shoot down after. Yeah, we're going to be there till about 5. But, yeah, you just check it out. I mean, okay. It's kind of a really cool thing. It's got uh, got some really great history like we're this place does. In I'll, I'll get you the information. Okay. I'll I used send to live to in Scottsville. Yeah, it's so at the Johnson Park. It's right there okay. at the park, you know, where all the kids play and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's very cool. Interesting. Very cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, uh, Cindy's going through right now, and I actually want to, I think what we're going to do is I'm going to take one of the uh, the camera um, pot, the oh, cool. tablet thing. We'll take that through. Nice. You know, and I think we'll that's awesome. check it out It'll before we go. So, yeah, I think that'd be cool so they can give an opportunity to see what it's like. There's so. a cool dollhouse in there, too, that a fan made that gives you kind of an idea of what the actual layout Better looks like. Better visualization, yeah. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty red. Okay, so we're going to do that. We're going to go through the house with that um, real quick. Um, I don't know how long it'll be, but, you know, thank you uh, to to Grant and Chip again. Uh, thank thank you. you guys for, for joining us tonight. You, um, oh, yeah. So I thank you for joining us. So let's too. grab that and let's go in. Um, unfortunately... Um, we're going to be um, leaving Blog Talk at this moment um, and Periscope at this moment, and we're going to continue on Facebook Live. So if you're on Blog Talk or on Periscope, you're going to have to hop over to the Facebook Live, which is um, just put in, in your search, Paratalk Radio, and that's where you'll find us. But thank you guys on Blog Talk. Thank you for joining us. And uh, everybody on Periscope, have a good night. We'll see you Saturday. Bye. <laughs> Will you want to play our ending? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, just, yeah. Well, did you want to say something? Well, we're going to walk through with Facebook. <laughs> You've been listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy. Catch us next Monday when we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you to our guests. Our sponsors and Jay Wolf Productions. I just thought we'd take the Facebook. Be good and remember, wherever there is darkness, there is always the light. Paratalkradio.com.